All right, this one should be good. Um, hmm. Uh, so it's Mailbox Monday, which means it's the day that I open my mailbox and answer your questions about marketing, copywriting, business building, all that good stuff. Today, we're talking about affiliate marketing, and I have somebody who wrote in <sighs> talking about offer structures in affiliate marketing and basically calling the offer structure a big scam. And I want to address that directly. I also want to maybe address another scam that that you might uh, want to know about inside affiliate marketing. So um, if you're at all interested in affiliate marketing, uh, this is something you're going to want to pay close attention to. All right, affiliate marketing is a scam. <laughs> uh, today's Mailbox Monday question is, uh, let's see, diving into it. All right, so this is from H. It's a little bit longer, but I didn't want to edit it down for you because I think that there's a lot of stuff here. I'm 77 years old. And due to circumstances, which is another story that we might or might not cover at another time, I need to generate income. Last 50 years, I've been self-employed, mainly marketing from real estate development to manufacturer marketing distribution of charcoal briquettes to housing projects to a nonprofit and more. Cool. I decided that a viable option to earn a reasonable income would be affiliate marketing. This has been a huge eye-opener as I find after joining the industry that it's dishonest misleading in terms of selling products, services with huge upsells that buyers are unaware of at the time of purchase. In addition, I find the strategies tactics used are really like used car snake oil salesmen. I have decided that I will provide extra value by advising all my prospects of the upsells before they commit to buy. Not sure of how to successfully do this. I'm quite a happy guy, married to Judy for 51 years, love doing business, selling, meeting people, and believe I'm never too old to learn something new. Mage. Cool. Uh, clearly, there is a good heart here. Um, there is also not a single question mark, but I guess the way that I ask this is I'm, I also ask what your biggest challenge is. So maybe they were thinking of this more as a challenge. Either way, I want to address this in parts. But first, if you have a question that you'd like to have answered in an upcoming episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, check the link in the description to ask Roy your question. That's where you submit it. And as always, I'm answering, you know, even, even when this is like a little bit of tough love, I'm going to answer with love, <laughs> even when I'm giving you an answer that, you know, maybe is not, I'm, I'm telling you you're wrong. I'm telling you you're up. <laughs> all right, um, let's, let's dive into all of this. So affiliate marketing funnels and specifically ethical, or I'm sorry, not ethical, upsell offers are dishonest and misleading. That seems to be what's being said here. It says this has been a huge eye-opener. I'm Again, I'm picking out pieces of this. This has been a huge eye-opener as I find after joining the industry that it's dishonest misleading in terms of selling product services with huge upsells that buyers are unaware of at the time of purchase. But the question, like, I have to question this assumption. Are upsells dishonest and misleading? Are upsells dishonest and misleading? So, um, McDonald's says, would you like fries with that? Is that dishonest and misleading? You came in for a burger. You walked up to the counter. You said, I would like a burger. They said, would you like fries with that? Is that dishonest and misleading? 
I would argue no, right? And, and there are a million variations on this, right? Inherently, asking someone if they would like a meal is not dishonest and misleading. Now, maybe the ingredients they, they put in McDonald's food and still call it food is dishonest and misleading, but the upsell itself, making an upsell offer is not dishonest and misleading. You go into Starbucks and you go in with the intention to buy a cup of coffee. You see that there is an espresso machine in the, in the corner, like on, this, on a shelf, on display, as something that you can buy. That espresso machine is a $2,000 espresso machine. You went into Starbucks to buy coffee and you say, oh, there's an espresso machine. I would like that espresso machine. Is that dishonest and misleading that Starbucks sells coffee, they also sell an espresso machine that is like, I don't know, 400 times as much as a cup of coffee, right? Is that dishonest and misleading? Arguably, no, right? There are some important questions to ask here. Like there's, there's all sorts of instances in industry after industry of upsells, of additional opportunities. So like, how about this one? Um, uh, a company gives you a $1 trial of their software, but the software itself is $100 a month. Is it dishonest and misleading that they um, give you a, a $700 annual membership offer right after you pay your $1 trial? No, 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 I don't think so. The questions to ask are, uh, is it required to make the first offer effective, right? So like, um, you go into McDonald's and you say, uh, I'd like a burger, right? And then you pay them for the burger and they say, oh, by the way, your burger doesn't come with the, the hamburger part. It also doesn't come with the uh, ketchup and mustard, right? It doesn't come with any of that stuff. There's no refunds on the burger, but if you would like like all of the ingredients that go into the burger, that's gonna be an additional $10, right? Well, that would be a requirement to make the first offer effective, right? Um, if you believe that you are buying a burger, but they don't give you everything that makes up a burger, well, that's a requirement to make the first offer effective. Likewise, you know, you go to Starbucks, you order a coffee and they say, well, you have to pay for the espresso machine in the corner that we are going to use to make it. And then um, that's the only way to get your coffee, right? Like if the first offer stands on its own and somebody gets the full value that was promised by the first offer, um, by buying the first offer and not buying the upsell, well, then it's not required. The offer, the upsell offer is not required to make the first offer effective. Is it optional to buy? To me, that's, this is one of the biggest questions of all, right? If somebody buys the first thing, are they automatically like charged for the second thing? It is legal for them to automatically be charged for the second thing that they did not agree to buy. That is a major problem if they are automatically charged for that. Even things like forced continuity, where you're buying one thing and then signed up for a subscription afterwards, those are very questionable and those have to be implemented in very, very careful ways to be legal and ethical. There needs to be lots of opportunities for people to get out of it. There needs to be warning before the card is charged again, like all of these things, right? But if the... Uh, uh, 
if the upsell offer is optional for someone to buy, is that unethical, right? Is it dishonest or misleading? And then importantly, would it benefit some portion of the buyers? So I buy a, I don't know, let's say, let's say I buy a how to build a marketing funnel, right? How, how to build your marketing funnel course, right? And then the upsell is um, to buy a funnel review one-on-one uh, -on -one service where once I've built the marketing funnel, I'm going to have someone get on the phone with me and review. Now that's probably going to be many times the initial price because, because that initial price is just selling information. And the one-on-one -on -one service is actually selling someone's time, right? And so the, the, the cost of someone's time is typically a lot more than infinitely reproducible information. And it would be extremely beneficial to some people to be able to get someone on the line to talk to them about their funnel once they built it, right? So would it benefit some portion of the buyers? You know, ask yourself that, right? Would that espresso machine at Starbucks benefit some portion of the buyers? Yeah, people who want to go home and make their own espresso, but who also like to stop by Starbucks on, at other times and buy coffee? Sure, yeah. Is that optional to buy? Yeah, sure, cool. So. I mean, you, I really want you to question this fundamental assumption that's laid out in this question or statement or whatever, that um, selling products and services with huge upsells that buyers are unaware of at the time of the initial purchase is dishonest or misleading. There are certainly instances where it can be dishonest and misleading. There are instances of that. But fundamentally, like that offer structure is not dishonest and misleading. Fundamentally, like this as a strategy, there's no, man, you're not being misled here. Um, it, is, it is, as long as it is presented in an ethical way, it's optional to buy, right? It is an independent offer where somebody can get the full value of that first offer and um, and not buy the, the upsell. And it would be beneficial to some portion of the buyers. I mean, in, in that case, it's extremely ethical to say, hey, if you liked item one, for example, item one solves a problem. Item one, you know, the marketing funnels thing, right? Um, a, a, a common example of that is like a funnel is a conversion system, right? So a funnel gets people to buy but you need people to be showing up at the front end of the funnel to actually turn into sales, right? So if somebody tells you how to build a funnel, but they don't tell you how to get traffic, well, then like it did fulfill the here's how to build a funnel, right? But you have this new problem of I need traffic, right? So you solve problem one, but that creates problem two. Offering a solution to problem two, when you successfully solve problem one for them, well, that's, that's an example of something where, where you're giving people the next useful thing, right? And so it's not required to make offer one successful. It's optional to buy, and it would benefit a large portion of the buyers, right? Um, and, and so 
Ah, man, this is frustrating. But uh, I, I want to leave it there because I don't want to spend all day talking about this. What I'll say is that the truth about upsells is, and this applies inside affiliate marketing funnels, it applies in all marketing funnels. The truth about upsells like this is that they transform the economics of online marketing. Um, and today, based on the cost of getting traffic, based on the competitiveness of the affiliate marketplace, based on all the economics in online marketing, they're almost essential in many niches, in many markets. Um, if it's a thriving affiliate marketplace, I can pretty much guarantee that having upsells in the funnel is required for the best marketers to compete. And they can, when done ethically, be win-win-win. That is, it's a win for the customer because the customer is able to buy the initial product cheaper and they're able to get the complete suite of problems that they want to solve solved through the additional offers, right? Um, and they can do it optionally, right? Like it's it's not required, right? So it can be it can be a win for everybody in that regard, or it can be a win for the customer in that regard. It's a win for the marketer because uh, the 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 marketer who is putting the offers out, it is more profitable to have funnels with upsells than not. And it can be a win for you as the affiliate because it's going to lead to bigger affiliate paydays. In fact. A lot of the most successful affiliate programs are ones where they may be selling like a $49 offer or a $29 offer, but you're getting paid $150 for every buyer who they get. How do you think that happens? How do you think that happens? They pay you $150 for every buyer of a $29 item because they know how to make that person worth more than $150, probably within the first. 30 days, if not a lot sooner. And a big, big portion of that is going to be an upsell right after they make the first purchase that that person can just click another button and buy the next thing. <clears throat> so um, this paragon of ethics and a snake oil industry, <sighs> I think that I've, I, I mean, I've beaten a dead horse. I, I like uh, Lemony Snicket. Uh, series of unfortunate events. The the school the 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 chant that the the school has is what can't be beat a dead horse. What can't be beat a dead horse. Well, I'm gonna beat a dead horse a little bit more. <laughs> In the question, the person said, "I find the strategies tactics used are really like used car snake oil salesmen. I've decided that I will provide extra value by advising all my prospects of the upsells before they commit to buy. Not sure of how to successfully do this." I am not going to deny that some people in affiliate marketing are really like used car snake oil salesmen. I'm not going to deny that. Um, I would say that the, the whole idea of upsells being the defining factor of them being used car snake oil salesmen. I mean, you're, <laughs> you are a snake oil salesman if the first offer that you make does not work to actually get people the result you promise. That's the first problem, right? If that first offer actually works to get people what's promised, that's not snake oil. That's selling someone a product or a service that gets them what they want, right? If you're lying about what your product or service can and will do for the customer, eh, then you're talking, you know, that used car snake oil salesman territory, 
But I want to I want to focus on the second part of this. I've decided that I will provide extra value by advising all my prospects of the upsells before they commit to buy. Not sure how to successfully do this. My my thoughts are go for it. You can do it. Sure. Tell them that. You're coming from a perspective where you are basically going to dissuade them from buying anything. Now, that's not great marketing in general. There is maybe some segment of the market where you will increase trust. And so think of a Venn diagram, those two circles overlapping. So, okay, you increase trust. And there are people who really want to get their hands on the core offer. The people who really want to get their hands on the core offer are one circle. You increase trust is the other circle. The overlap is the sales that you're going to make. I don't think that overlap is huge. Um, Just knowing, like, if this worked to increase overall conversions and funnel economics, this would be used consistently across the board. And sometimes pragmatism like that, like just doing what works, is really questionable um, because it can lead you down some pretty dark rabbit holes. I will say here that you know dying on this uh, dying on this rock is is not necessarily what you want to do, right? That you could significantly damage the front end conversions as the people buying the first offer you're probably not telling most of them something they don't already know because buyers in this space are very used to seeing one offer followed by another offer followed by another offer and they know to click no. And in most cases, a majority of them will click no that they don't want the second offer. If it's not optional, again, that's a different ethics question, right? But if people are given the option to buy offer two and offer three, and offer four that cost 50 times as much, but they can say no, like that's, they know that that's how marketing and selling works, right? And it's really questionable whether you're actually being helpful. Like all those people who would benefit from the initial offer that you actually dissuade from buying because they're grumpy about the upsell offer, regardless of if it's completely optional or not, right? If you dissuade them from buying the thing that could have improved their life that they wanted, you're not being helpful. You're not. You're not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping the marketer. You're not helping the customer, right? So it's really like you have to question whether this is actually helping. And I don't know that it is. I don't know that it is. Um, I I have some other thoughts here in a second. So another assumption in this um, in this question was the beginning assumption. I decided that a viable option to earn a reasonable income would be affiliate marketing. And here I have in my notes, this might be the real scam of affiliate marketing. So you're concerned about the upsells, right? You're, you're being, um, all of your focus is on upsells as are they ethical? Are they um, honest? Are they whatever, right? Affiliate marketing is really a place where a very tiny percentage of the people make up 
the vast majority of the success stories. Now that's true of entrepreneurship in general, that's true of almost any um, skill, any skill building that you would do, like a vast minority of the people who try something are going to be the vast majority of the success that you ever hear about. So affiliate marketing, they talk about people getting rich off affiliate marketing. Yes, it happens. There are people who are making millions of dollars off of affiliate marketing, right? There are millions of people who are not making any dollars off of affiliate marketing, who try it and who are not able to make it work, right? I have made money off of affiliate marketing. I've made good chunks of money off affiliate marketing lots of times over, right? But if you're concerned about where the ethics are in the business, you want to, number one, look at that. Like, is this opportunity truly a good one for me, right? And my thoughts about it being a reasonable income opportunity is maybe, maybe, right? The people who are successful at affiliate marketing treat it like a real business. So um, basically, what needs to happen is, uh, well, let's, let's go to Perry Marshall's tactical triangle. Uh, in order for a business to be very profitable, there has to be traffic, there has to be conversions, and there has to be um, economics that support the model, right? And so as an affiliate marketer, you're not really responsible for conversions, you're really responsible for getting people to click into the conversion system. The economics we've been talking about a lot because of the upsell offers, right? That upsell offer is what's going to make it profitable for you, for the marketer. And, you know, the, the customer is not going to buy as long as it's presented ethically. The customer is not going to buy if they don't feel like it's something that they want for that amount, right? So really, as an affiliate marketer, what you're mostly responsible for is traffic. So can you get a lot of traffic to your affiliate link or through your affiliate links? Are you able to build an email list that you can direct towards different affiliate offers? Are you good at search engine optimization and getting organic traffic? Are you able to build a following on social media that you can use to, to drive traffic to affiliate offers? Are you able to do paid traffic, which is many of the most successful people who are running affiliate offers are figuring out how to make paid traffic profitable, which goes back to the economics bit that they have to get paid. Oftentimes you have to get two, paid two or three times as much as the initial sale to really be able to scale and an, an affiliate offer. And so the people who make affiliate marketing really work are the people who treat it like a real business and especially get really good at driving traffic in some way, shape, or form. And that's how you turn it into a good income, right? And that doesn't mean it's a scam, but this belief that anybody and everybody is gonna get rich from affiliate marketing, well, Affiliate marketing has been out there for a long time, and uh, it's not like everybody's quitting their jobs to become an affiliate marketer, right? So my top three recommendations for you or anyone else that's interested in affiliate marketing. Number one, don't promote something that feels to you like snake oil. Like, mm. So spend time and energy finding marketers that you trust. 
spend time and energy finding marketers that you trust, products that you believe deliver on what is promised, services that you believe deliver on what is promised, right? What would you promote to a loved one? Like what, what product would you share with a loved one and say, hey, you should buy this, right? You should, you should get this. And if it doesn't meet that criteria, if you wouldn't send a loved one to this person to buy this thing, you probably should not promote it as an affiliate, right? And so if you don't trust their selling system, if you don't trust all of that, like don't, don't promote it, right? Um, and like, that's the number one recommendation is just, if, if you're gonna promote other people, if you're gonna promote other people's stuff, this is something that I apply when I promote anything in Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. If I'm promoting somebody else, I'm only gonna promote people and things that I trust, right? And am I gonna get it wrong who I trust? Sometimes, yes. Uh, and, and, and that happens like with all of us, right? But by and large, people earn my trust and then they get the benefit of my trust when I talk about their stuff. And I'm only promoting to you something that the day that I'm telling you that you should go buy it, I would also tell that to anyone that I love, anyone who I value my relationship with them, right? All right, recommendation number two, affiliate marketing is just getting paid to refer buyers. That's all that it is. Affiliate marketing describes a relationship in which I will pay you to refer someone to me uh, based on what they purchase. And so you refer them to me, they purchase something that I'm offering, and after they have purchased, I will pay you based on that purchase, right? It's a very ethically neutral thing. There's nothing inherently ethical or unethical about this as a business relationship. Uh, there's lots of options and lots of markets. This is, this is an agreement that who knows how long this goes back. Obviously on the internet, there's this like industry called affiliate marketing and there's affiliate marketing platforms and the internet's made it super easy and all of that, but these kind of like paid referral relationships go back way before the internet. And um, it's going to be based on your ability to send quality prospective customers to the other person, right? And so I would say like, it's not necessarily a scam, but you need to know what you're getting into and you need to be good at sending buyers to the other person, right? You need to be good at that. And, and if you get good at that, well, then you're gonna make a lot of money as an affiliate marketer. If you're not good at that, you may not make a dollar, right? There's no, like, it's not guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination. And then embrace ethical upsells. I'm telling you, embrace ethical upsells, which should be addressed by number one, recommendation number one, which is don't promote something that feels to you like snake oil, right? So recommendation number three, embrace ethical upsells. There's nothing inherently ethical or unethical about upsell offers either, and they will make you more money. So embrace them as long as they're coming from someone who's not misleading ahead of the upsell, like ahead of the initial sale, right? Make sure that if the person is, is honest and ethical and they treat customers well and they value their customer relationships, 
like beyond the, that initial sale, then that upsell is only being sold to people who want it and people who like take the option, people who, who ethically and freely choose, who are treated like adults who can make their own dang decision, regardless of how expensive or cheap that upsell is. And like they lead to better economics for everybody. Uh, well, I, I don't know about better economics for the customer because that would rely specifically on this being an ROI-oriented offer that fulfills on its promise, right? Um, but the customer is still choosing. They're still choosing. Like, I, I can't promise that, like, a health offer or a relationship offer leads to better economics. It probably does, actually. But um, uh, the customer is still choosing, yes, I want that thing for that much money, right? And that's ethical, right? That is ethical sales. That's ethical marketing. All right, call to action at the end of this relatively long episode is ask yourself how you can use this. You know, what action items or takeaways do you have from this? You can leave that as a comment with this episode. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. And if you want to know about more about how to build funnels that actually like make a lot of money, I have a program called Conversion Architecture 101. It's going to teach you how to do upsells, do them ethically, will be good. It's part of my BTMS Insider streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses where you pay one low fee, you get streaming access to everything. And if you have a question you'd like to have answered, those links are all in the description. I'm Roy Fur. this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.